Hello, this is Stephanie Hudson. Welcome to my story series, Tales of the New World. These podcasts have been created to complement my novels, which take place in an alternate dimension. Filled with anthropomorphic people who possess an intellect equal to humans, the New World is a place of unparalleled beauty where only the most honourable and valiant live. With a propensity to kindness, they spend their days whittling, weaving, or best of all, foraging in the woodland copses. So here we are, ready to take a look beyond the old world and into the new beyond the relentless need to apportion a set time and place to everything we say and do. Beyond the place where expectations are high and rewards are few. To a new place where you can just simply be you. Now make yourself comfortable, close your eyes and know that you are safe. Take a deep, full breath in through your nose and let it out on a long sigh. That's it. Now settle deep into your body so you can fully relax and with each breath sink deeper into the support beneath you until you become part of the vessel that will carry you through the night into the new world. Notice how the bright light energy within you It's even brighter still with each breath. In the new world we call this Bekji. This is your power, your life force. And now you are ready to enter the new world. And here we are in the deep valley, guarded by the whispering vines that twist around the many thick knotted tree trunks to carpet the earth with their soft luscious leaves. Here and there they have burst open with blossoms of pastel pinks and buttercup yellows which catch the fine spray from the huge waterfall crashing into the crystal waters ahead. As the sun falls asleep, the lanterns come alive with flickers of red, orange and powder box blue. And there, amidst it all, sit the folk of the new world. With their thick fluffy fur and brightly coloured feathers, they are certainly very different to us. But they are the kindest folk you will ever meet, and certainly the most difficult to forget. And just look. There lays the truffle pog after his seasonal feast, the white of his plump belly caught in the fading light that has filtered through the dew-sodden bracken. His eyelids lay heavy now and his large clues twitch as he dreams of clothadriline milk and honeysuckle pods. 
for Jasper is a very greedy fellow, but a firm favourite amongst the meadow folk, as he is a most kind and generous soul who would happily give up his bed, his freedom, and all his belongings if it meant you or I would be safe for the night. It's just unfortunate he is sometimes so consumed with food. In fact, he will eat anything and everything. It's as if he just can't help himself. The mere scent of ebrault pollen or whiff of emperor figs means his golden fur stands on its end and his bulbous eyes go into high alert. And when he's eaten more than any truffle pog should, he sometimes forgets just how much he has eaten, and then he goes on to eat a whole lot more, which results in the most consuming of stomach conditions, affecting all those within the nearest square mile. Anyway, it looks as if the meadow folk have left him to sleep it off. It's getting dark now and a little difficult to see, but if we move in closer, he might just wake up and say hello. Come, this is the way. Through the bracken we go. The soft blanket of moss under our feet will guide us through. It has grown in a perfect path. And don't worry, there are no stones. We'll be perfectly safe barefoot. Just beyond Jasper, there's a hustle and bustle of a busy day coming to an end. The lanterns are going to sleep as the many meadow folk sweep and dust collect and clear away. And it won't be long until the fire sprites join us. And when they shake out the sleep from their wings, we shall open our arms and be showered in a scintillating blaze of light that will cocoon us in its promise. For the fire sprites are a kiss of hope for those from the old world. And what's that the meadow folk are saying? Can you hear their delicate whispers? They are speaking of a new and deadly poisonous root that has been found growing in the old world copse. And they're saying that's where the pog has been all day. This is not good. What happens if he's eaten something deadly? It appears the meadow folk are concerned and they're coming over to take a look. But they're having to cover their faces for there's a murky coloured gas wafting through the bracken from where Jasper lays. It's just as well we from the old world are used to such pollution. By the look on the faces of the meadow folk, all is not well. And now they're calling the cockatrice. She always knows what to do in such situations. Hmm, here she comes. She's flying in. But she's not very impressed. Her copper-coloured feathers are on end. The gas from the pog is much darker than usual. And she's saying it's because he must have eaten the root. Just look at him. Jasper looks so content laying there. But little does he know, 
He won't wake up again if he doesn't get help. The old world poison is not something he can absorb into his new world body. We will have to journey to the land of spring and visit the obsidian mines. Only there we will find the powerful antidote to such destruction. That's the only thing that can help Jasper now. Unfortunately, the mines are guarded by the Hodger, and he is very precious over just who he gives his medicine to. As a gatekeeper, his job is to make certain no New World resources are frittered away, and he does this by denying access to the mines at any given time. But we have no choice. We will have to try and win him over. After all, the cockatrice has spoken, and she said the meadow folk can't go. They must stay and keep an eye on Jasper and make sure he doesn't get really sick. Come, follow me. We will go together, and we will follow the fire sprites who will show us the way. We made it. What a beautiful place. The land of spring is certainly a beauty to behold. With its buoyant blooms and sun-kissed fields, it's a place of growth and optimism. And there in the distance sits the entrance to the obsidian mines. Can you see it? It is framed by a high crystal arch that shimmers with expectancy. It knows we are here. Its healing powers are calling us. But it's very quiet here. I wonder if the Hodger is about. It will be difficult to find him as he lives in the mines and his fur. Well, his fur is as black as the night. But there are white fur patches around his eyes. Perhaps we can look out for them.
He will not be able to see us, as he is blind, but he can probably sense us already, as his sense of smell is very powerful. Yes, look, there he is. He's emerged from the darkness. He's been digging. His muddy clues are still wet, and his soft fur is sticky and matted from his toils. He's closing the gates behind him now. It looks like he knew we were coming all along. We shouldn't be surprised. After all, he does belong to the land of spring. And those from the land of spring can predict the unpredictable. Look, the fire sprites have flown over and they're telling him of our predicament. But the Hodger is shaking his head. He says that once the mine closes for the day, the gates must stay closed so the mines can rejuvenate themselves overnight. If they are forced open, all obsidian powers are destroyed and it will take years to replenish them. There is now only one thing that can save Jasper. We must manifest Beck Chi to pull the obsidian dust out of Hodge's fur. Then the fire spikes can weave it together into a fine cloak and we can drape the truffle pog in it. That will make Jasper better. But we will have to move fast. Join your thumb to your middle fingers as we manifest our most powerful Beck Chi. This power is the only thing that will work. Now take a deep, full breath in and feel the bright light energy rise up into your chest as you grow stronger and brighter still. That's it. We can do this. We have the power deep within us to prevent this tragedy. Now focus on the dark behind your eyes. Yes, that's where the truth lies. And now as our bright light energy dazzles everything it touches, we can take faith in our ability to conquer all in our path. But we are doing it. Yes, the light is getting stronger and the dust, it's rising up out of the Hodges fur. Dust likes to settle where it's dark and where it can hide. But we won't let this obsidian dust hide, will we? And all is well once more. Our bright light energy has pulled the dust from deep within the Hodges fur. And the sprites have woven a fine cloak encrusted with crystal chips and obsidian flecks. And when we return, we will enrobe the truffle pog so that the obsidian draws the poison from deep within his fur. And it filters it so it can be dispersed into the pure air of the new world. Jasper will be well again. We have succeeded in our mission. And now, let's celebrate with the new world folk as they prepare another midnight feast. And when we awake, we shall think of the new world and the fun we have had here. And we will rest in the knowledge we can come again very soon. I hope you enjoyed this tale. 
Thank you for listening. Please consider following me for more Tales of the New World.